0: You are listening to The Massive Report Podcast. Well, boys and girls, for those listening out there, uh, the crew did the dang thing Saturday night at Lower.com Field. They sure did. They are your 2023 MLS Cup champions Defeating Presented at- by Audi <laughs> Sure <laughs> we'll, we'll give them the sponsor there uh, Real quick, we'll get into this But we need let's, to, we let's need do like it need a cash money
1: yeah, dig yeah. We've cheers. already cheers once But we'll do yeah, it again on air here, here Do that by the mic yeah. Yeah. Yep. And get that great gnat sound <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm
2: holding a can It doesn't do anything Sorry
0: uh, We are here at Saucy Brewworks, The corner of uh, 3rd and Michigan As we normally are uh, I don't know if you guys have stopped celebrating. I took about, well, I just took today. I kept drinking most of yesterday <laughs> while watching NFL games. Mm. Um, I pulled it back a little bit from Saturday. I actually did a good job on Saturday of uh, not going too crazy. Like I wanted to make sure I remembered this. Like it didn't yeah. want to be like one of those things where I remember rewatching watching it on television. I'm really glad that I did it that way. Maybe if the game had turned out differently, I would have felt worse, but what a fantastic day. Um, you know, we talked about the Cincinnati atmosphere a lot last week. You know, the result, the game at Lower.com field, the performance by both fans, the tifo, we've made fun of tifos a lot on this podcast before. Uh we'll get into like the game game, but I just like that whole everything about Saturday I felt was awesome, awesome stuff.
1: I uh, I've got to, you know, uh, find myself in a, a rare position of Apologizing or, or retracting a previous statement I've made on this podcast—a mea and that, culpa from yeah, Bart. I've got a couple of these potentially, but this this is one of the ones that I'm I, I'm I'm most happy to do. Uh, last week, Pat, you you know you you came hard at the FC Cincy fans about their tifo game um, and just said hell great. is real with a blue H. And I said, no, no, guys. You know, they only had a week to do it. It's hard to do Tifo that quickly on such short notice. You don't know who you're playing. And then Nordeka Tifo sweat just absolutely blew them out of the water with the Ode to Columbus, the original black and gold. Absolutely gorgeous. They got it done, like, with an extra day because volunteers just – we had so many great volunteers helping – and it, I mean, honestly, those FC Cincy, you know, ba- the Bailey should be more ashamed about that TIFO than, you know, losing two, you know, giving up a two-goal lead at home. Um, that just showed how much of a higher level we are uh, as the Nordeka and crew fans on every, than every other team, and that set the tempo. Um, and, you know, it's possible, it was possible that we were able to do that because, you uh, If you're listening to this podcast, and this is the first bit of crew media you have consumed um, since last week's recording of the Mass Report (coughs) podcast, which is how I assume most people do this, Um, they (laughs) only listen to the Mass Report, Um, uh, we're here to tell you the front office fixed it with the tickets. They did. Um, They fixed it with the tickets, Uh, Lower.com was packed with crew fans, Nordeka. Um, uh, You you had uh, Nordic Brass, and you had the Tifo folks there, and um, it was just electric.
0: Well, and it started even before either fan base got into the stadium. I was at Betty's, and we were standing outside of Betty's, and the LAFC groups come marching through, and they literally stop, and it was like a chant-off back and forth. And, like, mostly good-natured. There were a few hand gestures that I don't know why they, that that was necessary, but for the most part, very good-natured. You're number one. Yeah, that's it. Um, and but they were all like police officers with their bike. They lined their bikes up. Oh, it's like, well, I love on. a good bike Nothing. Cop. Nothing's. This isn't. This isn't that. Nothing's uh, more ironic. But than like a good that bike cop. started it, right there. They march on. Go to the stadium. A little bit later, the Nordex march comes through. And that just kind of got it, got it all going. Um, as I was rebounding from a terrible performance from Manchester United in the morning, so I needed something to like get me, get me back up. And that certainly did it. Um, I went into the pub uh, before the game to see uh, the ninety-seven point one, the fan broadcast that was there, and that place was packed. Uh, they did a great job with that. Um, you know, you guys can share kind of your, your stories, but I mean, I can't picture. You know, I was at. 08 in LA and obviously that was very different as a neutral site game and I covered the other other two games in 2020 it's it's hard to compare it to anything else because of the situation going on there but I can't imagine a better situation for crew fans to have MLS Cup in their town in this new stadium
3: um, and then to to have a result like that the um, the whole week I thought did a really fantastic job um as like a city, i think as like a collective community. the the, the week i felt built mm-hmm. um in a really like substantive way um and then really obviously peaking with, with game day Don Garber's <laughs> state of the league address. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh we'll get to we'll get to Donny G at some point uh later in the podcast. But the um <clears throat> uh excuse me the uh it, you know it was it was fun. It was i, I felt like you know, one of the one of the more like awkward kind of phenomenons that that exists in the American sports media kind of ecosystem and landscape is uh, the like the the very like soccer specific journalists and 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 content people um, and how much that circle has kind of grown and changed and, and ebbed and flowed over the last say like fifteen years um, and to see. So many of those people uh, at a couple different points throughout the week was fantastic. You mean during the media game when you just sat there talking you, to people I, instead of coming you, to play with you us? You know what? I And I, I supervised did the... Did, li- did Pat get a red? No reds. No reds. reds. A yellow, though.
1: Um, and uh, you, you gave yourself a yellow? Soft, <laughs> soft yellow.
3: <laughs> but the... Uh, Kidding. You know, it was... The, the the media mixture the night before was, yep. was fun and also an interesting experience. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, and then you know, for it, the media game, I'm referencing is, uh, um, you know, given given some of the connections that I still have, with the team we were able to facilitate some of the some of the folks being able to play at Historic Crew Stadium inside the bubble, and that was really cool. And thanks to Andrew Northheim <laughs> yeah. and, and everyone else from the crew to be able to make that happen. And Tom Bogart for getting um, them and Tommy, all the And Tommy, yeah, there. Tom got in there and, and was kind of spearheading, at least from the communication standpoint, getting everyone together. Um, and then we had very mediocre soccer be played. Yeah, and the then average part. soccer was played. Uh, you know, Tyler Terrans um, from from you know Other formerly, formerly of uh, Chicago Fire and uh, b- you know TV broadcast now with Apple TV. Uh, who everybody would have bet. When, you know, the first one to either either make someone bleed or bleed himself was mm-hmm. bleeding within the first five minutes, quickly, which is yep. you know perfect. Uh, but it was great to see. Uh, you know Brian Dunseth and Tony Miola, and I got to hang with Dante Washington for a little bit. I hadn't seen him for a while. Like the the week really layered itself, uh, you know, in a nice way for me. Um, and then being able to go for the very first time, um, the this is something I'll reference a little bit later in the show because I, I I think at some point I'll actually write about this in kind of a hashtag watch this space, but in how like the the two championships in the last four years, the 2020 title and this one are kind of bookends for. A lot of like personal turmoil, um, and uh, some craziness, you know, with our personal lives and my wife's cancer yep. journey and battle and recovery. Um, that it was it was wild to be there in person. Um, you know, I, I've I've told this story before in the past. I don't know if I've ever actually told it on the on the pod, but the. The very first broadcast that we did, Valley Sports Ohio did, at Lower.com Field was not the very first game. That was uh, um, the, the, the the New England crew game that had the Jossie's Artist turnaround kind of goal and then mm-hmm. the, the crazy uh, Liam Fraser ball over the top, own goal, wild, the, probably the wildest goal we've seen in Crew Stadium, the, the Lower.com Stadium in a while, or Lower.com Field in a while. Um, the, but the first TV game that we did locally was um, it was so loud that we all had to get different. Uh, the technical term, the TV term, is IFB, um, but IFB is essentially your, the earpieces that we would wear during broadcasts, so you can we, hear each other. Yes, uh, we literally could not hear each other because it was so loud. Um, the we had to get like like literally like concert venue. Like if you're a musician, like those type <laughs> of ear monitors. Those are the ones that we ended up and ha- ended up having to get. Um, there have been a couple different points where Lower.com had, has felt like so loud you can feel it Um, in terms of like decibel level and kind of the reverberation and the roof is a big factor but also just the fact that the energy levels are outrageous the, the Miguel Berry deflection goal in the FC Cincinnati game and yeah. I think it was 2022 or 21 I forget which season it was 21 I think twenty one that was like i have never experienced stadium noise like that ever in my life um yow yoboa's goal mm-hmm. that that cacophony that like tidal wave of noise is something i will remember the rest of my life um well i'm glad you'll remember it because i turned to talk to somebody as like apparently Idiot. that play
0: yeah. was going on, and uh, then they like pointed, and I all I saw was the ball go in the net, and I was just like, "Great!" I yeah. don't know what happened because you uh, didn't expect the multi ball is always ball. on. Ass yes, uh, I got
1: you, you you didn't. Um I don't know if we want to get to talking about that now, but I think. You know, Brett and I are, have been evangelists of the multi-ball. Yes, uh, for, for quite some time. You mean I'll, the multi-pass? The multi-ball. Ball. I'm talking about. But I also love the multi-pass. There's, there's a great great meme for some. You know, are you fifth element fa- heads out there? <laughs> um, but but that that was that that's the one. You know, I I, I get some stuff you know wrong that I apologize for. I uh, I say to the guy next because he he played that about maybe 10 minutes earlier. They, try, they, they yeah, tried it same earlier. Idea. Um, and I say to the next the guy next to me, it's like, oh, multi-ball's on. That's great because that's one of those things. You're LAFC. You've got no idea how to defend that. Now you've got to realize, okay, now I've got a game plan for that or that you've just got that come in. And all you need to do is connect on one of those. And, right. And... and they connected on that, you know, a number of times this year, but I believe that's the first time Yaw's actually finished off of one, right? No, they he scored, had, yeah, scored. He scored one. He, I thought he.
3: There's one other time where Yao okay. scored, um, but was it from that pass? It is from okay. that I ball. Thought, I, thought but he, there, I
1: thought he passed it across. There's, but, uh, there's
3: been, there's been, I think that's like the legit like third time that that ball has been yeah. completed in terms of like. I hate the phrase breakaway or word breakaway, but like essentially that's where it is.
0: Except the music festival
3: in um, Historic dope. Stadium. Uh, but the um, the first time I think Yao takes a heavy touch and it goes to the goalkeeper. Yeah. The second one I you know, now that you say that, I think he actually squares the ball to someone and then there's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 first touch that he has on that play, on that goal is outrageously good and then the fact that he finished it with the outside of the boot is mm. fantastic. Um, but the, you know, the, they, they, you know, lower.com set a record for attendance, 20,800 and change. Um, it felt like they, maybe there were actually more people yeah. than that, given yeah, the, really the, how many people were in Nordeka and like how many people were kicked out of Nordeka <laughs> or prevented from getting into <laughs> Nordeca. It definitely felt like there were maybe more, um, the, everything about it was just, um, you know, absolutely spectacular. And I think the, it was, it's, um, you know, I heard someone uh, during the week kind of complaining about how boring Columbus is and like how, and this this person lives in New York City and like this, like overhearing it. And it was like, you know, this is so boring and blah, 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 there's nothing to do. And like that, they should like just flush that crap down the toilet. Like it's just another example, of like people not knowing what they're talking about. Columbus absolutely shined. Uh, once again, showcasing that everything in terms of American, you know, American soccer and, and the overall kind of driving force and engine and foundation of the landscape of the of the game. The pillar of that, the cornerstone is Columbus, Ohio, and in it, both its fan base, but also everything that this that this club has accomplished in the face of. Um, not just adversity but also in the face of a lot of like stereotyping and 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 things that you would maybe you know not not necessarily expect so um it couldn't have been better it was just it was one of the one of the all-time great days well and I want to give credit to the LA
0: fans as well because
3: which their support group the 3252 30, 30,
0: 30, 30, 30, something, something like that yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. number yeah. of seasons don't Yeah, don't but uh Look, I complained and got a lot of stuff from Cincinnati fans on Twitter, not because I was criticizing Cincinnati two weeks ago, because I thought it would have made a better experience at TQL Stadium if you had more crew fans there. Because Mm -hmm. you get the back and forth. I've been there for that. It's awesome. You had that on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon with with the crew and LAFC fans who, like Portland in 2015, came in mass, filled one one whole side of the stadium, uh, the south end there, and were loud throughout the game. I mean, there were... Chants that I know weren't necessarily, this wasn't planned, but that like you could hear it and you can hear it on the broadcast that kind of like, it sounds like they're going back and forth, yeah. like similar sounding chants mm-hmm. and like, it just works out that way, but you know, it made the, made the atmosphere better. Um, I did a podcast last week with Travis Helwig, who is a writer and, uh, does TV stuff out there, but does an LAFC podcast. And actually I did it after I got home from this one. Um, and the, he, he texted me on Sunday and was like, sorry to get back to you yesterday because we were trying to meet up. It was like so much fun. He's like, you guys deserved it, which I wanted to ask him about Steve Truendillo's comments then, but I decided not to. Get I to, that. but then he was like, by the way, is every person in Columbus the nicest person in the world? and i was like well i'm just glad you had a good experience <laughs> yeah. because while i love most of the people in columbus i know that there could be some people that will uh, will will rough it up a little bit but it sounds like everything went well there were no issues and you know i'm glad that it was a that they were there to make that atmosphere as, as crazy as it was and apparently take over gasworks on friday night
1: i i mean I, that is one of the better you know uh, bits of trolling from a crew fan to you know they were saying hey what are good places you should recommend for lafc fans to check out it's like oh yeah head to gasworks (laughs) Um, i did go to gasworks right after the game but that was because
0: people were there not because i chose (laughs) to go
1: Uh, that's because you are a 19 year old college (laughs) student yeah um no but it it, i mean it was a i and you know uh I'd be remiss if it didn't, you know, point out. I think they were a little bit, uh, 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 maybe a little bit antagonistic, specifically with the beer after their goal. Yeah. Uh, I had, uh, you know, my, my old man, look, we all get ca- caught. I got caught with some, you know, beers after that Yaya Boa uh, goal. But uh, uh, saw some of the video of, of cups, you know, full glasses of beer that were going over the edge. That's not a woo, you know, and, and some no, of your there beer was definitely fly. stuff and being was thrown was targeted. It yeah. caught uh, my old man uh, on his birthday. But last laugh, you know, he gets the last laugh on that one because uh, they won.
3: Yep,
0: exactly. Um, Sam, you had a very different perspective than the rest of us. Uh, you've already told us some of the stories. That's an understatement. Yeah. Uh, down there shooting photos for us. What was it like? being on field level just kind of your your experience
2: um so this this is my third mls cup uh two on field level and one covid year that we got scattered around the upper concourses of historic crew stadium and uh this was by far um the most insane um thing I've ever been involved in. In 2020 it was kind of different because there was only a handful of us mm-hmm. because of COVID restrictions. We were kept as far away from uh, as possible from just about anybody. We were you weren't a trophy... tier one right. person back even, in the day. Even for uh, even for trophy presentation, we had to go to the upper level yeah. of historic cruise stadium where nobody was allowed to sit uh, and we had to shoot the trophy presentation from there. So being down on the field uh, with just the gobs and gobs. There was probably about 70 of us put into the photographer's room to do the pregame meeting. Oh my gosh. Meeting, which if you, if you know anything about the photographer's room at Historic Crew Stadium, it's, uh, or at, at lower.com, is it's roughly 20 by 30. Um, and there was probably about 75 people in that I room. I can't even imagine And it that. was absolutely nuts. But just the whole experience from the moment of uh, the rally, probably around... 130 I believe I believe I walked backwards uh, while shooting the rally from the plaza all the way to the Southwest box office because like people were coming through and then followed by the bus followed by everybody coming in and then just running around taking pictures everywhere what was a different experience for me this year and I've never been through this before is getting to be in the locker room for the celebration. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was just different. That was very different. And that was just such a, um, I I don't even know how to describe it. I have one camera that's still covered in champagne that I haven't had a chance to actually just clean yet. Uh, Thank God it's not one of my regular cameras, so that's good. But yeah, that was just, you know, high-fiving Dr. Pete as he walks through. Uh, Josh Williams basically staring us right down and then pointing his champagne bottle directly towards <laughs> us. Um, it's just that that kind of like interesting atmosphere um, yeah yeah it was it was beyond anything I could have imagined and to to my to my personal joy, our good friend Greg Bartram, who is a longtime team photographer who happened to be here uh, we hung out with him at the media party. Yeah so Greg did not have a photo pass he did have a sideline pass but he was not allowed to take pictures which if you know anything about greg that was just like wrenching to him but right as the final whistle blew i turn around and he was standing right behind me and he was the first person i hugged as like we're like celebrating and then he goes like go 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 and i grab my stuff and i start running over towards to get the celebration photos uh shout out to ralph he we kind of like Divide and conquered how we're gonna get the yeah. celebration and how the how we're gonna get it when they go celebrate with the fans and stuff like that. Uh, if you have not looked at the massive report gallery, the so ginormous good. massive report gallery from the game, go check it out. Uh, Ralph and I shot a metric ton of pictures. And, uh, it's, it's out there for your viewing pleasure. How many, how many
3: did you, how many, uh, how much storage did you, did you burn up? I
2: shot, um, I shot probably about 40 gig. Okay. Ralph, I, Ralph shot 67, 67 gigabytes. So if you're listening at
3: home and you don't quite understand that number, put that in perspective in terms of like, Like not just the number of pictures, but also, uh, in terms of like, uh. Horizontal versus vertical pictures in terms of how that affects storage.
2: Um, that doesn't necessarily affect storage not, as much. As, it's storage, more like it, dark and light actually right, exactly. affects the size of images. Yeah. But I think That's I what shot I, meant. I shot over I shot over three thousand images. He probably shot like four four thousand images yeah. or so. Um so like if you were
3: shooting in Ohio State in the average Ohio State game, you're probably getting up into like the, the high twos. No. Or, or no, not at even this probably.
2: this at this point we've done it for so long that we're probably shooting in the 700 to 1000. Wow. So you're more, a lot more efficient then. But yeah, it was yeah, it, but you, it's you get but, a lot more efficient, but you don't have you have so many things that are happening. Yeah. So you have a parade and then you have team coming right. in and then you have uh, people in the stands and you have celebrations and you have a trophy presentation and then you have locker room and then you have all this other stuff. So that that all kind of like really adds up. Um, so yeah, just between how how we did it between us we we probably shot almost 10,000 images Incredible. and 100, 100 gigabytes of of, of images. Obviously, you don't keep everything, because you are laying on the shutter for a while and, you know, getting the best of the best shots, but um, yeah, this was Ralph's first uh, championship game, hmm. so uh, yeah, he did. He, he didn't get 2020? Did. No, because we only got yeah. one photographer yeah, yeah. and one yeah. writer in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 2020 was a strange, strange, strange year. What was sad is that we didn't give a, get a media gift like we did in 2020, uh, but I did manage to grab a uh, altogether now towel which I did use right after Yeboah scored to wipe down my camera because <laughs> it gotten a little wet.
0: Yeah. Uh, we talked last week about the reaction of former crew players on social media to, to them beating Cincy and going to the final.
2: And being at the final. Yeah, well, that's, and that's, that's, that's that. what I was just going to
0: say was the number of former players that I saw uh, after the game uh, and subsequently pictures and stuff on social media, again, just speaks to like the relationship these guys have with the club i talked to jonathan mensa for a while first guy i saw when we walked over and he was you know he could very easily be bitter at this team Mm -mm. for you know trading him before the season like right before the season to a team that didn't end up picking up his contract uh and he could look at it as like screw these guys you know this isn't my team anymore no the opposite he was there he was ecstatic for all of these guys a lot of them he didn't even play with because they changed right. the roster so much um harrison awful same thing yep. he, he was with jonathan and you know, Heard saw, from
3: a poku like yeah yeah it was crazy
0: duncan out mm-hmm. i saw was down on the field at the end of everything um I think
3: was there yeah, yeah. Waylon, and just to like Waylon too yeah just well kind of
0: you right. don't you don't have to do that like Yeah, no, it's cool to come to the championship game and whatnot, but like, these guys have other things going on. Like, they're taking a
1: lot of these guys are still pros. Yeah,
0: (laughs) so they're taking time out of you know their their lives. They could watch this game on television. Jonathan still keeps his house here. He said, told Ralph because Ralph and I were both talking to him like, this is home, man, and like, you know, he means that. I think his wife has lived here most of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, Just visit him out there, but again, I just wanted to emphasize that again. I don't think that happens at every team in MLS. Um,
2: we have breaking news. The uh, Columbus Crew, uh, the Crew Academy, UPSL squad they, playing. They were playing uh, today,
3: Monday, the eleventh. Yes, uh, they
2: playing Ole FC. Uh, one, two to one, and advanced to the final national finals. Nice.
1: Um, I think that's. Crew Academy well MLS the, Academy yep. of the Year, yeah. uh, yep.
3: which was just announced. Just uh, this, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, gestures at but, but everything. But Multiple Bez championship did game. Did not out.
1: win Executive of the Year. Is that right? No. That
3: went to uh, LAFC's. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was to right? uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati he's yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what right. what. Uh, uh, Albright Chris's title is. I think he's President of Soccer Ops. Um, but yeah. Chris Albright uh, of SC Cincinnati won Executive of the Year. I, I mean, want
2: to say that was voted on
1: before MLS Cup. Yeah, As they it, usually it, are. That's still doesn't I matter. I mean, uh, uh, this is one of the the other the maya culpas. Sam, I need you to go um, to the Library of Congress or wherever we store all the massive report <laughs> archives. archives, and uh, and just wipe any critic, any just bit of criticism or thing that could maybe be. You know, interpreted possibly of criticism I have of any of uh, Tim Bezbachenko's, um player personnel decisions, probably over the past two and a half years. Because I mean, I don't remember every any of them. Single one of them. I don't remember you saying that. I think you're right. So, you're yeah. good. He's like, Sam's like, I don't want to go through that. Also, <laughs> uh, well, it's every, out on the internet, which <laughs> means that it lives forever. Which means you can't yeah. even believe it. You know, Anything could be out on the internet. But I mean, uh, 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 Wilfred Nazi time time person of the year 2023 yeah i did i saw that Um, it was fantastic i went i
3: I, you know seeing it at the dentist it was was absolutely incredible
1: but uh uh i mean every every single player even the players that we thought maybe he missed on like by the time wilfried got his hands on him absolutely just not knocked it out of the park every every single guy yeah Matan uh, 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 Cheperco uh, Gressel uh, uh, Christian Ramirez Diego Rossi every single one every single one of them Malte yep and, that, and that's, that's that's probably the, the biggest thing it's, it's hard to kind of think like okay if we have to pick one of those but I think you've got to ultimately go to Malte Admanson as the as, as the one at least single acquisition and especially the manner with which he acquired him you know, again, this is coming within 24 hours of losing basically your only left true left, left side wingback, fullback yeah, yeah. that for under the under the age year. of 30. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Jimmy McConney. Jimmy's on the um, team uh, yeah. uh, uh, for for the entire year within 24 hours, and and Bez just goes to like NYCFC's GM and just like with whatever dam he found like between the cushions and it's a 25-year-old who scored the goal of the year and had the assist of the year in, like, you know, a span of three games in the postseason, um, who scored so many timely goals for this team, who you moved to a center back. And, like, I I just I, I cannot say enough great things about multi and the multi-ball and the multi-pass um, and, and, and what Tim Bezbachenko is able to do to construct this team. And that, I think, is one of those things where it's like, you should probably wait until the MLS Cup final, but you still didn't really need to to say, like, look, Tim's the best, the, the best that in the biz. You look at every single, you know, uh, all those Toronto teams that make the finals, the one that wins it, but, you know, they make four finals in five years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of those was the year after he left. Following year, his second year with the crew, wins MLS Cup and his fourth year with the crew wins or fifth year with the crew wins MLS cup um uh, uh and again you know Toronto getting there with a team that he built um uh uh, uh there's no one better in the league than the, than him and it's no one's even close
0: well let's talk about the what we saw on the field because we've done we've hit on some of it but Brett just i don't know give you give your analysis here of, of what you witnessed between these two teams
3: so all right let's I'll answer that with um my like god we'll, we'll, let's go through a hypothetical mm-hmm. exercise okay if if you are um, a soccer coach and you you watch a game play out and the team that you you play wins the game dominates you in every statistical um, situation and scenario that you could possibly bring up both on a rudimentary level but also on a relatively uh, like higher end curve in terms of analytics, mm-hmm. um, you are dominated in the eye test. You're dominated statistically, and you're dominated in the final third or it, on the final score. Of which, say uh, the, the of which you, your the team playing in this huge game had played in two previous massive games mm-hmm. uh, earlier this year, and so had all the necessary prerequisite experience to be properly prepared for the biggest game of the year. Um, you would expect that coach to then after the game to have a sense of, of, of that from an awareness mm-hmm. standpoint. And so um, wh- listening and, or hearing Stevie uh, Chirindolo after the game say that the Columbus crew was not better than LAFC mm-hmm. was one of the more dumber things I've ever <laughs> read in, in a very long time. Um, they were absolutely dominant. Uh, the Columbus crew were absolutely dominant in this game. It honestly was not even that close as no. far as I'm concerned. Um, you're you're kind of a, a... If if Jesus Murillo isn't on the field for LAFC, the game's like 5-6-0. Yeah. Um, he, hashtag, here's a nice thing to say about LAFC. Holy God, is that guy good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like... Maybe best. He's p- pretty young, too. He's yeah. like,
1: what, 23 or He's something? A
3: young guy, yeah. and also, like, maybe the best player on the field in that game, which is kind of wild. Um, he was their best defender and uh, offensive player um, and has the assist on. Um, well, I, well, I guess I would the, the, technically probably that, not get. Thought, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe. Patrick Schulte's face is the, the actual uh, yeah, assisting he made, factor. He made like two
1: saves um, on, and then finally Golden Booter but scores. But the
3: be I, 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 to the not to start this off with a negative, but I I, I thought that was that comment was was horrible and a, and a real disservice to the crew at large. But I think also specifically well for Nancy, in terms of the, the 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 relentless philosophical pursuit of what that team has been after throughout the entirety of the season from, you know, the, the last week of February till that game on Saturday, um, I thought a comment like that was a real disservice to the accomplishment um, that the, the, both the players but also the staff at large had done.
1: So I think one of the interesting things, I think, which might have accounted for that is that um, we became legal in Columbus last week in the midst of <laughs> LAFC coming Baddy here. And so I think the only logical explanation is that uh, uh Steve you know after uh, after a tough loss you know maybe had to self medicate a little bit um uh because so incredibly awful bad that this was a team that was Steve Turundello came into this game with a game plan of oh boy I hope we get them to foul us in a good spot that was their entire game plan they they were and They didn't even execute that No wrongly. they 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 couldn't um uh the you know again they can Complain about the PK, but that was a PK that was coming. That was like an accumulation PK because if 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 it's not the you know handball you're getting, somebody's scoring. There there were about two handballs from LAFC players, which again were on the edge of the box, and nothing ever got called because Crew maintained possession and played through advantage and generated shots off of that. They were so thoroughly overplayed the um uh and and yeah that that's just I mean. You know, to call it sour grapes is uh, 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 an affront to grapes. But um, <laughs> it, it was it was pretty bare. It just, dude must have been high out of his mind. And that's the only logical explanation. Yeah, I mean, happened.
3: I just thought it was a relatively careless comment. And I thought it did. I thought it was disrespectful to, to Wilford Nancy, um, you you know, who, who obviously wrote his own bit of history of being the first black coach to win an, an MLS Cup in awesome. an MLS. MLS. Um, and, I, and I think that, you know, as... as disappointing on some level that is that you know, we're in 2023 and that has yet to be accomplished And, and until now is yeah. kind of mind blowing. Um, and obviously I think speaks to the strides that, um, you know, the, the work that needs to be done both domestically, but I also think mm-hmm. worldwide in terms of the, the entire kind of, you know, soccer landscape across, across the globe that, that, um, that, you know, that, um, you know, coaches of color need, need, supporting and 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 are obviously not giving be, being given the opportunities that that are earned um and 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 or the successes are, are not being rewarded um you know not just here in the u.s but obviously across the country or across the world but the um the they were you know it was just an absolute master class from from nancy they they identified very quickly that that was a um, a, a, in my opinion, a below-average midfield uh, in terms of MLS. I thought a lot of experience, a, but, a lot yeah. of, a lot of, you know, he's smart but hesitant. Um, yeah, but you know, maybe not all that good. Uh, kind of stuff. <laughs> um, Kellen Acosta is is a really great player, and I think his technical ability is outrageously good. But uh,
1: and it's Dallas the, in 2014. You know, it, but it
3: was, it, you know, and, and you know, when Stephen Marrera emptied out his pockets when he got home at, you mm. know, 4 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning, I'm sure he found Eddie Bolonga at some point yeah. down in the bottom there. Um,
1: After probably generating was, better attacking chances yeah, than it, Denny, you know, too, <coughs> on the balance of the game.
3: Coughing in the mic, which is rude. Sorry, Sam, uh, and everyone listening at home. But Clap. the, um, the uh, it, it, it was every, you know, everything about that game and I had the opportunity to go back and watch it, um, on the, on the TV side of things, which broadcast the Apple TV. But at some point I will watch fun, Johnny and, and Stu and Jenny, uh, on the Fox side of things too. Um, the, uh, it, they, the, the, crew won every 50, 50 ball, the crew were first to, 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 to be able to, if they turn the ball over, the counter pressing there was, was about as good as you could possibly hope for. Um, LA really tried to force them wide a little bit, like Cincy did yep. um, in the game. And the crew basically, D- Darlington Nagbe basically said, "Nope, nope. If that's the case, if that's what you're going to try and do, I'm going to hang on the ball another like second, second and a half longer, draw you towards me, and then be, and then combine with a triangle there and, and, and get in behind." Um, it was as as good as you could hope for from an effort standpoint. I. I I remember during I had a moment w- during Wise Men, um, where
2: oh I got a point about that one. you're any down. the
3: any mm-hmm. and and you know friend of the pod John Zadar tweeted this and it was kind of funny because it was my brain um, friend of me I don't know about friend of the pod because <laughs> uh, it was a it was yeah. like one of those things where he kind of reached inside my brain and pulled it out I'm not sure I appreciate that but it where wow. he had. I had like all the any, any any kind of anxiety that I had evaporated during Wiseman because the the, the noise and the the, the kind of um,
1: mm-hmm. and the, the first one at the, the beginning yeah.
3: of that moment it was like well there's there's just no way that like LAFC mm-hmm. is going to overcome that in terms of the effort the effort required to overcome that was not something capable of a road team mm-hmm. um, and the boost I think it gave to the crew obviously was huge and so it, I, I was not surprised to see them flying uh, from the word go, um, and and it was just one of those one of those games that um, that we've kind of uh, I think we're you know still getting used to like the crew having lion share of the ball and and, and it in this in it being slow but kind of slow mm-hmm. in terms of buildup but quick in terms of what happens when it's on and how quickly the crew when they when they pull someone out and they break a line how quickly it goes from from like, wow, Rudy much is just kind of standing there, to like, holy God, mm-hmm. they are down your throat. Um, and the second goal is a great example of that. Um, it, w- it was just a master class in, in, in Nancy Ball. And the um, and the fact that it happened in the biggest game of the year and in the, in the most important moments is crazy. And, and, and uh, whatever they did to get the team ready in the buildup throughout mm-hmm. the week, obviously was... Mm-hmm picture pitch perfect. And and, uh, and they were, not only were they thoroughly deserving winners, and you did hear some of the players, LAFC mm-hmm. players, you know, um, uh, say that, Chiellini especially, yeah, just uh, gonna say. after the game, but it was it, I, I would say it was even beyond that. They didn't have a prayer in that game. And it was very, very obvious within the first 35 minutes.
1: And I want to point to Chiellini on this one, especially because, you know, you're talking about the buildup in the week. And I think this was the thing, one of the things, you know, during the week that really set the contrast. And, and again, you know, uh, 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 points out just why, you know, Time magazine named Wilfried Nancy's 2023 person of the year. Um. Uh. You had. Uh. They're interviewing media day, and they're interviewing Keelini and he said, you know, uh, this is from uh, Brianna McKay, uh, 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 paraphrasing that that he suggested that he didn't really expect seeing uh, facing Crew, um, that he just started studying up on the team and thought FC Cincinnati was was the best team in the league, but did give credit to Crew and stuff, and again, obviously gives gives credit afterwards, and 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 we're talking about Keelini obviously, you know, one of the great defenders of all time. Uh, th- those aren't my words; those are Wilfried Nancy. Who the the day prior, you know, had been interviewed and just waxed poetic about Chiellini for like two and a half minutes as like this guy is the uh, the platonic ideal of the centre back. I uh, watch him; he's is a masterclass. When I uh, <laughs> see him in Bonucci, and I have my team watch the video of them all season long because this is the to me the best center back that there is the way he he attacks the striker right before the ball gets there and I say this is what we need to do uh, in order to attack the best defenders, and so, th- <laughs> like you are saying, I didn't, like, I didn't like. I didn't even. I just think. want to tell, hey, Rob, God, if you're did.
2: listening to this, we did not like hijack. Wilfred, <laughs> uh, uh, just saying he's not here. This is just a really good imitation.
3: Well, all I know is that when when massive report gets going in 2024, that needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that does. That needs to
2: be I,
1: its own segment. Now, yes, I, I
3: agree. And I, we, well, I can sell the bejesus out of that too. But i, I
1: you not. By, you know, whomever. I am not doing my Italian accent, which is just incredible sounds like Mario. Um, <laughs> uh, but, Brad Pitt's character in, in Glorious
3: Bastards. But, uh, or even uh, Day or cheat.
1: But I mean, I, I think that was just, you know, so telling where it's just like, again, uh, 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 you've got them saying, they didn't really prepare for these guys. We're going to check them out. And and uh, uh, Wilfried saying, we've been watching video of you specifically all season. Not, not to prepare for you guys, but so my team knows the way to attack against the best lines. And that shows the mentality that he has, because again, you're not necessarily, I mean, I know I'm sure he does little things. So to prepare for specific matchups, you know, against players and against teams, uh, but, but, but just his entire mentality, his gospel um, of, of, of soccer and football, that the way he had those guys prepared, like I see that. I'm just like, no doubt, no doubt. And, and, and you saw that, you know, Chiellini then w- witnessed that firsthand because, again, they were chasing the entire time of uh, the way that this crew team was able to just cut through them like a hot knife through butter. Um, and again, I think 2-1 is an incredibly generous scoreline. Great.
2: Yeah, 100 percent. Actually, it's, it's funny that you brought that up because as I was watching it live online and as soon as I heard it and I'm like... Uh, no. <laughs> well, so <if laughs> You shouldn't have said he that. He says
0: it. I was actually sitting mm-hmm. with Brianna at a table, and we're both working because it's the LAFC. Like he's behind me, yeah. and he says that, and I like start to type this tweet, and I did end up tweeting it. But he does, he does come back and like yeah, he listen t- to he the does, whole quote yeah. of does. like, you know, these guys have played great soccer and they deserve to be here. You go through to your point uh, where you're talking off air about how you get through the best team in the league, the second best team in the league. Like, he made all those points. I think he just expected, and I think most people expected Cincinnati right. to win that game. Outside of, you know, our group here in Columbus, a lot of people were going to pick the Sporter Shield winners. There
2: was a difference between expecting it and then saying it out loud to say when he... Like, his his first line was literally, I just started watching them a couple of days ago. Honestly, I was expecting to play Cincinnati.
3: I don't, and I, I guess I, I, I would... Not to turn this, not to you know, dial back this to two weeks ago, but I think if you watched Cincy at any point throughout the year, I think you would. My opinion, I've been saying this since about June, yeah. that like if you'd have been watching them, you might have not. You might have wondered about the sustainability of it mm-hmm. uh, in terms of a you know long term sense. But and they had whatever. they had
2: some deficiencies that popped up on and off throughout really the mm-hmm. second half of the season. You know, they but, didn't quite go the the. Right. Kansas City start hot the first half and then absolutely dumpster fire the second no, half. But by,
0: since
3: like Leaks Cup, basically they weren't right. the same team. We but don't need to go
0: down.
2: Yeah, Cincinnati, that's a different. Yeah. That's a,
0: Damn, we
3: can talk about but, Cincinnati. All but, all I, but I agree. I was surprised to see that when it popped up. And yeah. uh,
2: what I was going to say about Wiseman, real quick, is that I actually specifically watched. I watched the game over entirely again the following morning as I was editing because i wanted to see how that would turn did out Which broadcast do you watch? I watched Apple TV because okay. i don't even know how to get to the Fox, yes, it's, TV. On Is the, it on Fox it's on Fox Sports It's on
0: foxsports.go.com or whatever or at least it was okay. uh, sunday so But i
2: watched Apple TV and i was blown away by how loud it was but also no. <clears throat> that the commentators actually kind of pulled back a little bit and let it ring they did over, it, and, you, and i they I'm, didn't
1: they didn't try to talk over it and, 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 and i now, was like I've that's I, interesting because MLS didn't want that wasn't supposed to happen <laughs> right no.
2: and, and
3: and one of the things that we did during the bow years is we would go to commercial break during it yeah. because we literally were not allowed to show it in terms of copyright copyright and all the right other right junk um but the the uh, there are obviously there's some different rules for streaming as opposed to you know traditional over the air mm-hmm. stuff and that that's part of it but the uh, i thought i thought
1: jake's public domain by now right it, well i mean i <laughs> tell that to the elvis estate
3: um uh, um, Oh, there's a really... Oh, God. If this was a different pod, we'd made a great joke there. Um, The... the um, I thought Jake Zivin uh, did a good job of laying out there and letting kind of that moment breathe. Um, And... uh, But you could tell that that had been... That was a produced thing. Um, The... uh, They were prepared on on the Apple TV side of things for that moment. And I, I... To their credit, I thought... Um, you know, the TV broadcast did a great job of one of the biggest things that I think I think TV broadcasts um, over the course of an entire season. The NFL does a really good job of this, but some of the other leagues don't um, like very much like separating, like the biggest game of the year from all the other games you do. Right. And, and doing your best to make that moment as special as you could possibly do. The PGA Tour is terrible at it on TV. Oh, awful. Uh, NFL does a a decent job. Major League Baseball, horrible at it. The World Series is tough. Hashtag tough. Um, NBA Finals, not great at it, right? Um, And the NHL, the NHL's got some different things working for it, but, like, in terms of, like, the the sport itself with hockey. But, like, I thought the Apple TV folks did a really great job, especially during the game. Pre-game, post-game is a different situation. But, like, the... Um, just have one host just have one host have Liam Liam do it or have Caleb do it but you can't have two two doesn't work Um, the uh, I thought they did a really great job of elevating the game to the level it needed to be at in terms of showcasing the magnitude of what it meant both to this you know to the Columbus community to the LAFC community but also I think MLS at large Uh, and they deserve a ton of credit for that everybody I thought really um Met and exceeded expectations in my mind. There,
2: I, I do want to say Taylor had a had one one phrase that he repeated a couple of times, but I was like,
3: real, like fifty. Times
2: well, that one, but he uh, he said it a couple of times after uh, Yao's goal. He said, "Bold, brash, beautiful," and I was like, "That's actually not bad. That's yeah. that's I like that." Yeah, T like was that. up for it. I thought he, um, he did pretty he did pretty well. You
3: know, and and um, he. Uh, one of the reasons why I think he, he does a, a really solid job is he has the ability to pull from the, the, the context of the past in a very, like, natural way. He, he lived it. Yeah. And, the um, you know, I thought what he said at the end uh, of the game in terms of kind of referencing Save the Crew and how the everything with that in the 2020 title, which felt a little funky... Um, the, I thought he did a really great job of trying to contextualize the moment there um, in, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and then Jake, I thought, did a really good job of – you could tell that he, he kind of got out of over his skis a minute. And Jake did a really good job of reeling him in a little bit to refocus it and, and, and get it to kind of wrap in a fairly su- succinct way. Um, they did a, I thought they did a fantastic job of, of, of really kind of stamping the exclamation point on the previous 90+. plus. So the second half begins, and I spent, I intentionally in
0: the first half just watched Chiellini for, like for 10 minutes or so, mm-hmm. you know, while still paying attention to what's going on, but just like this is a guy you don't get to see in Columbus very yeah. often, yeah. right? It'd be the same, you know, with assuming Messi plays when he comes here next year. I'll take time to like recognize that fact that, that there's a guy there and I'm going to watch him move off the ball and stuff. Um, and then in the second half, I started to do the same with Carlos Vela. Who I've seen play before, but, like, not at this magnitude of a game. And uh, it was pointless.
1: He's was washed.
0: It didn't – I don't even know if it was that. Playing out of position, by the yeah. way. It yes, it, but, but yeah, like, you're that good of a player. I mean, it. I don't – I'd have to go back and watch more LAFC to see, like, how he was throughout the season. But you mentioned earlier, Brett, Marrera putting, uh, putting uh, Denny in his pocket. I mean, they handled Vela, and, like, I think some of that's on Vela and where he may be in his career and maybe how, you know, much he would played this season. Um, but I think the crew deserve credit for neutralizing both of those guys. I mean, it was.
3: They needed some running mm-hmm. in that in that yeah, front, front two, two and a half. Um, and um, it was interesting. I, I, you know, I still think Vela at his best is kind of inverted winger, Right. Slash 10. Mm-hmm. Um, if Diego Rossi is playing for LAFC, I think the game looks a lot different, especially in and, terms of the, the comfortability of Steven Marrera and multi on and, the ball. And I mm-hmm. think you're these last two games, you've started to
0: see what Diego Rossi is going to bring. to this Yeah.
3: It, and um, it was so that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the the biggest thing I think that blew me away was how deep LAFC with the lot, they're essentially the line of defenders, right? That back yeah. four-ish and a half. How deep that line was, you could tell that was not where they wanted to be. Um, and the the midfield of Ilya uh, Kalnickasa and Tillman getting overwhelmed and essentially being non-existent, yeah. right? They yeah. just bypassed that well, that's on, super- on a regular basis. That, four, that pinned that back line back, and they had nothing. Yeah. They had mm-hmm. absolutely nothing going forward well, because it of it. I wondered, goal. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered
0: coming in, okay, you know how good Nagby and Morris are. And you know Morris is going to move all over the place. But, like, you're still a man down in there, right? Except when Moreira steps into the midfield or somebody else yeah. kind of fills in that space, whether it's Matan dropping back, Cucho dropping back. But, like, you had to be careful of the counterattack which turns out it didn't really exist yeah. much in that game. Uh, but you had to at least be cognizant of that. I talked with Morera about that in the buildup. And so, like, okay, if you can't be with Morera in the midfield as much and you don't drop back as much from Cucho or from, from Matan, like, are they going to get a little overrun in the midfield? And, look, Nagby obviously was up for this game, given what happened in 2020. Aiden it was Aiden. Yeah. Uh, but they did. I mean, it. And again, this all goes back to Wilfried and the way that they were s- just ready for everything. I mean, what other than the ball coming off Schulte's face and right back to to Bowanga?
3: You know, what what else did they do wrong? The, the, one of the things that I think is interesting, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get out here in the second part, is the they the midfield uh, the midfield pairing of Nagby and uh, uh, of Aiden. You know, be three v two against most yeah, teams, right. especially the more we see teams playing three slash five in the back. Mm-hmm. That there's the the fact that it's like the the three four two one ish uh, of uh, of kind of base formation. I, the crew build a little bit out of a different kind of formation, in my opinion, than than that. But it's the 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 how close the outside center backs are. So whoever it might be, multi Emerson in, in this game mm-hmm. and Steve. How close they are to the midfield it essentially completes this kind of larger triangle of uh, like, for, for example, like let's say you're thinking of the crew down the right side. It's uh, Aiden in the middle. Steve, if you're looking at the touch line, right? So it would be like the left goal on my left shoulder, the right goal on my right shoulder. My shoulder's hips are parallel to the sideline, right? There's a very natural triangle, a couple of them. You have Steve to your right. Chances are the the right wing back is looking ahead. Yeah. That's one triangle. You have another really natural one between if I were to shift, say, 90 degrees, turn my hips and shoulders right, I am facing the right side goal. I have another really natural triangle bringing Rudy in to my bottom right. Okay? Shift the other way. You have another really natural mm-hmm. one with the right that wing was- back on my right yeah. shoulder, right hip. And whoever that kind of pocket winger might be more often than not it was actually maton yep. uh, throughout the year yep. and the the fact that you have like three if you think about it in terms of like a 180 degree straight line right you have a you have one triangle to the right you have an inverted triangle straight ahead mm-hmm. parallel mm-hmm. to the touchline and then you have another one and all i have to do is is essentially like change the profile of my hips that force that allows me a lot more freedom laterally and I know I'm getting into the weeds a little bit here. That affords me a lot more freedom laterally to push and pull in tight spaces, half spaces, which is what we right. call in the soccer world, um, against midfielders where I might be outnumbered. And nobody in the history of American soccer has done that push pull in tight spaces better than yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's the, you know,
0: Phil Jackson. Bulls, Lakers, triangle offense. So, I mean, so it's, it's very similar. Same, foul same line ideas. extended, and you yeah. give me an option, right? right. And I, I was going to wait and ask this later, but I guess since we're talking tactically, you know, it's a copycat world. Can teams copy what Wilfred Nazi has done? Yeah, I, I, I think to
3: a certain extent. Yeah, because um, they're going to try, right? I think. I think, gonna, I think, I think it's, prob- it's probably relatively easy to, to, to copy the tactics of it. Mm-hmm. But but you got to get the players. I we say say saw that early in the year. The, it's absolutely impossible to copy the the intangible, yeah, philosophical, person to person relationship that mm-hmm. Nancy is obviously incredibly gifted at in terms of the communication, right? And it, the the ability to communicate to each person on an individual, very specific level to pull the best out of them, yeah. and how that conversation and communication exists. Mm-hmm. It, you know how I talk. How I talk to Cucho Hernandez might be different, say to to, to Aiden mm-hmm. Morris. How I talk to yeah. what? How I talk to Steve Moreira is different than all of them, right? And they be able to the, the ability to yeah. Be, you
1: speak in French.
3: Well, that, that helps. <laughs> the, the, the really the heavy ability to, to, to do that <laughs> and, and converse in different ways and communicate in different ways and be able to know when to push and when to pull back and be able to know when when to be tough and when to be supportive,
1: mm-hmm. right? Who needs a boot in their ass and who needs exactly to, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, that, huh. yeah. in the and words the one, of the, the
2: great like, Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to hold One of the
1: them. one of the greatest quotes
3: I've ever heard, um, in terms of about like the be able to communicate from a leadership standpoint, is like it, leadership is like a set of golf clubs, right? Mm-hmm. You have different different clubs for different situations and scenarios, and you have to kind of approach that in terms of personalities, right? So. Um, yeah, the tactics I think are easy. I wrote, we're, we're talking about triangles, and we're trying to mm. counter press as best as we possibly can. And when we get the situations right, we go down your bleeping throat. Right? That's probably relatively easy. But I don't know the buy-in. I think the buy-in is. I the think you've hurdle. made it very simple. But I, I just,
0: it's like Manchester City's been doing. You know, Pep's been doing it even before Manchester City. Mm-hmm. No one's been able to do what Pep's done, and not that it's exactly the Outside same. Outside
3: backs to center
0: back seems to be a thing. Well, right, but it, I mean. It, it, I don't know. I'll be interested to see. I'm just talking MLS level. Can can other teams emulate that? And I do think your point, Brett, about the relationships mm-hmm. he has with his players, because that's not always the case with the coaches, no. as we we know here. Uh, I'll, I'll be very. Interested. I know teams are going to try. Mm-hmm. Can can it, can you get it done now that the crew have, have won this way?
1: One, one I, I hope so. Just for for a just un- impartial observer for other MLS games, it's going to make. It that much more fun to watch, um. If you've got guys, I mean, this is the system you want, and that's why I think that Wilfried Nancy is probably not long for Columbus. I don't think you know. I I, I think if you're a coach, or if you if you're a team in Europe, and I think it's it's something to be said. You know, I think it's. I don't want to say it's easier, but the fact that there's this level of parity in MLS that you don't see. In other, you know, large leagues, um, I, I think is a consideration mm-hmm. for a team if, if you're looking at Wolfreed, you know, and, and bringing him in for a team that's not, you know, already, already a, you know, other upper half of the table. You don't need to be um, a
0: rich team. to
1: You don't win, need to win be a rich team. team, but I don't know that you think you can get away with bringing him in with a team that just got promoted either. No, 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 no. Um, You have
0: to get the right guys, but they have to be the right guys, not necessarily the expensive guys. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, uh, you you talked about, you know, quotes, quotes about, I mean, I, I, I think what, what, you know, distills it is, is Wilfried after the game, you know, impossible is just an opinion. That's something that's more memorable. I said that like you, you need to print that and Columbus crew needs to send that to every Single classroom in every school in all of Franklin County. A poster with that, and Wilfrid we'll Nancy on that, um, for kids to see. That's more memorable than anything I, that that John Wood never said. <laughs> um, uh, I, honestly, I don't. I can't tell you a single thing John Wood never said. Be quick, that but not is in a hurry. Incredible. That I mean, it's 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 incredible. Um, uh, it is. It's you know one of those things that makes you feel romantic about the sport. Makes it just like you know god damn are you serious um he really just like how did someone he can't be the first person who said that right and maybe someone else did but canonically no um i i uh,
3: i to to i think it, this is a, a tangent but i think like i don't know if that was for public consumption mm-hmm. and the fact that katie pulled it out of him yeah um i don't know like sidebar
1: Kate, of course Columbus crew legend sidebar own, right. that's why yeah. you
3: need to have sideline reporters on the broadcast by the way yeah. and, you know, I know that obviously my bias is who very I, well established there.
1: who actually interview the coaches too yeah, <laughs> yeah right?
3: but like there, there's they're, they're obviously you know and, and Katie is especially gifted at that mm-hmm. for obvious reasons but like uh, the, the ability to pull that out of him because I don't know if that if like if that's just mm-hmm. kind of everyday media I'm not so sure that statement comes out um, but I think that that the The overall ethos of that um, is, to me, is like everything that we've heard from from Wilfried throughout the entire year, yep. kind of summed up in a in kind of a catchy poster sized statement, right? And what
1: you can't replicate, I don't know. Yeah. and can't.
3: like, I, like, and th- and this is what I kind of reference in terms of the the ability to copy that. There's an authenticity to that that, mm-hmm. like, I think if if we heard like. You know, if, if if an NFL coach were to say that, my eyes could not roll back oh God, into yeah. my head faster. Right? Like I would just like groan the cringiness of it. But for whatever reason, when he said it, like I wanted it, like because ta- he's French. I wanted. B- maybe impossible line. is nothing. Your impossible is an opinion. Um, God, everyone's doing French now. I mean, is, uh, you got me. You got me doing is the garçon uh, of like opinion. Beauty and the Beast. Goodness gracious. <laughs> um, the. <laughs> But uh,
1: thing is He's just. I mean, but he's there was so an authenticity. Yeah, yeah, there,
3: there, there was an authenticity to that that I don't think anybody can reach out and touch. It's
2: consistent. Yeah, he's been consistent like that in talking the things that he said Lily, all talking year about these yep, yeah.
1: intangible things. Like, and it is. It's like the fun. That, that's where it's like you. you We're running out of
3: nice things to say, and I would. <laughs> I, and I would. I, you know, how many? How long does it take till the to, till the phone stop starts ringing with with a. With a club from Ligue 1, right, in France, mm-hmm. right? Like, how, I would guess the phone's already fucking ringing. Yeah. Leaving ringing. Uh, there,
2: there was an article in The Guardian today that I posted yeah. on Twitter it's earlier. It's only a matter of like, time now. It's only, yeah, it's but not gonna,
3: but, but I think. I well, don't think he's interested in that. I don't yet. think so either because. Mm. At some point? Yes, but. But, like, right now, I think he feels very, he has a very uh, tangible arms kind of wrapped around mm. the the whole kind of picture that he knows that there's something, like, really right. good right now. When he's Andrew's got. Town. He's in lockstep with Bez. Yeah. They showed that throughout the season. Yep.
0: Uh, him, Bez, Issa. I mean, it, right now it works. and yeah. you, you don't need to be, to kind of use that quote you just said, you don't need to be in a hurry to go over there. Yeah. It's not like he's an old John coach. Mm-hmm. Yet. You don't need to be in a hurry to go over to Europe right now. Um, that day is certainly in his future mm-hmm. if he wants it. But, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be a 10-year crew head coach because that... What was what was the last time that happened? I was just talking to somebody yesterday. It doesn't happen before in the game, league, no. really. I mean, can you think of how many teams have won three championships in what seven, eight year, eight years, whatever it is? Three different head coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The well, like I or mean, played th- in. Th- not necessarily. Think, a, think
3: about in terms of the longest tenured coaches that we have in MLS, right? Like Oscar Perea just had to go get mm-hmm. another deal in Orlando, despite doing everything that he's done, right? Like it's. I do. I do feel like coaches have to kind of. Yeah. Scratching claw. Well, the leash bit, is but, so much yeah. shorter
1: in Europe, and that's the other thing, you yeah. know, again, where if, if you know, if you're a team, especially if it's a, you know, high, higher in a table, wherever it is, or wherever it may Alt. be, um, Alt. Uh, Alt. Uh, does he survive, you know, some of those games where yeah, You're playing it back to Schulte. Orlando, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, some of the, the the rough days that you had, yeah. and some of the bonehead because of the system, um, and because of players having to get familiar and it being sort of you know having to be type you know a uh, 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 type B brain um, uh, stuff uh, to to learn. Um, I don't know that he necessarily you know Premier League. He doesn't survive that. Yeah, um, not. at least not uh, a few of them. Yeah, uh, yeah, with most cases, but he's um just cannot say well, enough great things about Wilfried.
0: here and he's a big family guy he and his family can walk around Columbus and not you know people would rec- especially as the season has mm-hmm. gone on and you know the the more people pay attention to this team you know people will recognize him but you know if you're coaching at a a big club in Europe like your life kind of shuts down you know? right. you're mm-hmm. you're doing every, you're a celebrity as opposed to here he's in columbus ohio he's one of us type of guy Mm -hmm. i think that does matter to him to some point again i think he'll go uh down the road one thing that stood out to me throughout the week was the national media sort of recognizing what we've kind of been saying this whole season about him just and you know a lot of guys have, have you know gotten him on the phone and talked to him throughout the year or read stuff that gets written or listened to his press conferences and whatnot but like some of the things that he has said throughout the season that then guys or girls that cover the league nationally came up to me was like, man, that was, you know, like, where does he come up with that? And I'm like, he's been saying this stuff all year. And like, I think that there will be more of a recognition of what he is and like just how smart he is. His press conference before, uh, the the last press conference he had, I think it was, I think it was Friday. Thursday or Friday. Um, there's the woman next to him doing translations, mm-hmm. and there was like a Zoom question that came in, and she didn't quite hear it all because, and he is just like poking fun at her because mm-hmm. he trans- he he translates it for her. Yeah, and, like he's like I do your job, and like mm-hmm. they're they're just having a good time up there, yeah. and like it's just like that type of stuff that people pointed out to me, and we've kind of and then gotten she used to.
1: Proceeded to want to run through a brick wall for him, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs>
0: like, but like people pointed, and I'm like, that's just who he is. Like he. J- he, you know, he doesn't jab at us during press conferences, mm-hmm. but he will kind of like, like a couple weeks ago, Brianna asked him, and again, Brianna, brand new, doing a great job, mm-hmm. but asked him about if they'd made a decision between Farsi and Gressel before the Cincinnati game. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, she's new here. She doesn't know. Like, <laughs> and, you know, it's just things like that. Throughout the, he, he develops these relationships, and he's just, he's so fun to talk to. And I think people have realized this now mm-hmm. because he was on this stage, yeah. and then he won
3: and so you're going to you're going to hear a lot more from him. The, I think well, what we're talking about here is emotional mm-hmm. intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Um and and it's, be it's amazing. Bit. It's amazing how many professional and college coaches I've been around whose emotional intelligence level was zero. Mm-hmm. Um one of them coached here for a very long time. Um maybe or maybe we're not wearing a pair of colors that we're all very familiar with. Um and did really, really well, despite, you know, if, like if you're, you know, create a player that was like maxed zero to the left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Yeah, that the, it seems to be a very important kind of personality trait that he has that worked with this group so fast and so um, kind of... Um, vehemently and, and, and 2T, that,
1: every that, single that, like, guy
3: i still can't like i, I there will be there we need a little bit of time i think for me to really wrap my brain around the fact that he was able to achieve that in, in, given the, the compacted window that it that it happened but it, it was yeah and i and, I, and i've been mm-hmm. preaching this i mean I, i've been saying the expectation has changed since about july right mm-hmm. and and um you know just there have been mis-
1: logan's people. born and what happens yeah
3: just little yeah, bits I bet of, on them preseason. Yeah, so. bits and pieces, cha-ching, um, that, that I've seen that I thought like really signaled to me that it was something different. And I mean that like league-wide. I don't think I've really seen anybody, the only person I've ever seen across all of MLS, given my time covering the league both like in the bubble and kind of outside t- you know, at arm's length to the bubble, mm-hmm. the only person I've ever really seen to be able to tap into this and by any stretch of the imagination is Oscar Perea down in Orlando. Everyone else mm-hmm. has kind of been more of like, do your bleeping job because I'm your boss and that's how it works and like Mm -hmm. sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not. Um, But there's a a staying power of that that comes kind of downstream of that ability to emotionally communicate in Mm -hmm. a proper way that I think Wilfried really values, at least as we know it right now, given everything that we have contextually, Mm -hmm. um, that it feels like Not only was he able to win a championship and, you know, the crew are, you know, once again in a stratosphere that that only that only LA Galaxy and DC are also in. That it feels like we're we are in an era of like golden age Columbus Crew soccer Mm -hmm. right now. And that is something that like I don't think I would have expected. Five seconds after the four-one loss to Philadelphia in the opening game of the year, if that, and, and so the fact that
1: I don't know, two of those PKs were BS. They were man. crap,
3: but like um, the, but there was something about the Jacob mm. Glazner's own goal that like looked yeah. that worked right, you know, and, and that in that Philly game that there was, a there, was, there was dangerous place. Matan right did some. Did, there was a juju oh, yeah. that happened that like made it look good. Um... The but like there's there I don't know, it just it feels to me like and I God mm. the the cliche the, the hater of cliches that I am, it feels like we're just starting. And that's a wild thing to kind of wrap your brain around.
1: I mean, this is his third season as a head coach. He goes and I think, you know, takes over a Toronto team in, in, in turmoil Montreal. like didn't even Montreal, sorry. Uh 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 didn't, I mean, did he get like the full, like, Tyrion reed left pretty unceremoniously, preseason. but like, not, yeah, exactly, during the preseason. So it takes over. Did they sneak into the playoffs that year, or no. they just, yeah, miss no. it? But then again, second with a team with, you know, some reclamation projects, a guy with Jordy mihalovich who, again, you know, they couldn't get it to work there in Chicago. He turns them into an MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and then Puts him on I mean the,
3: put, goes him from out in the middle of nowhere to a US men's national team yep, radar
1: guy yep and and i just i cannot and and you look at what montreal's got now they, they, i mean there's there's no way if you are there there can be no d and jimmy i don't i don't care how much you are burning on deshaun watson if some team tries to come to you unless it is a team in europe in a bigger league you laughed that off. You laughed that off. I, I mean, can you imagine being Montreal? And I know there are other things behind the scenes, but just somehow doing the mental math and being like, you know what? Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, thinking of what we can get for him, uh, I think yeah. And then Hernan Lozada, and, and, and you know they sack Lozada. I think at the end of the season, right? right? Yeah. So you're you're going on to you're paying him for to, <laughs> to go away. for to yeah to go away, and you're paying another guy, none of whom are getting you what you got at anywhere near what you got with Wilfred Nancy for probably very little as not a known, you know, quantity coming yeah. in there. And he is going to Columbus in one year, winning MLS Cup, being the, the you know, prize bobble for the entire league. Like other teams are going to try him. And crew are fortunately in a position with ownership um, with deep pockets enough that they should be able to laugh off any offer if anybody even comes sniffing at him.
0: Well, and it's not just Montreal. There were other teams interested. It there wasn't just the crew that were interested.
1: Yeah, and, and he chose Columbus. Correct.
0: And, again, I think we should go back to Baz, and, and we've touched upon it, but the the ability to you bring this coach in, he has an idea. Okay, we're going to kind of not concede to you, but we're really going to let you be a part of this. And he doesn't want to make moves other than, you know, Chris Ramirez, they made the moves they had to, mm-hmm. to, to to build the roster, but he wanted, that was his whole thing in preseasons. He wanted to see what he's got, and Bez waits, lets him see, and then they go and they hit on these these guys. You know, we've touched on some of them already. Um, Rudy Camacho is a guy who, who should deserve, deserves a lot of credit, and look, frankly, I don't know what Rudy wants to do after the season. He's certainly up there mm-hmm. in terms of age, but if he wants to come back this is he's at the end of his contract if he wants to come back you can make it work i would not be i would not be disappointed with another year of Rudy Camacho oh, boom, um, in this and does
3: it as an international by the way though no, just yeah, as an FYI. yeah
0: but i think if you're we talked earlier in the season about like what moves we would make for this team and i think like looking at it now in full perspective if you were going to make a designated player center back like this is a team, this is a system that it makes sense for because of what you ask out of those guys, even mm-hmm. the central guy who doesn't bomb forward and things like that. Uh, so I could see maybe you doing that at some point, but he just gets it. And like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if he could do a whole season at his age. You know, you couldn't. I don't know if you could ask him to do the the three and eight days and things like that. But that move hits the Ramirez move hits the multi move mm-hmm. hits as we already talked about. I mean. Yeah. Even, like,
3: even some of the, like, Gustavo Vincia played mm-hmm. relatively well. Yeah, right. Um, the um, the Yaw
1: Reclamation Project. the, you know, the and Maton have been outrageous. Right. But
3: the, I mean, to me, the biggest one, Molina. the biggest one is Patrick Schulte. Mm-hmm. And Just recognizing... It. Hey, the draft might still matter a little well, yeah, oh, <laughs> not Well, as, as long as college soccer, we don't cannibalize college soccer, but yeah. maybe mm-hmm. we're currently in the process of, we're sharpening our, our cutlery and you know making pre hitting that oven a little bit but um, the the ability to recognize some value there um, while also having I think the second highest paid goalkeeper in MLS um, yeah he was second in a mainstay and a guy who like everyone kind of conceded is like a dude um, back there uh, in, in a room but the um, you know to go back to Be- yeah to go back to bez um
2: as odd as that sounds.
3: You know, I think it's it's not a coincidence, when, you know, using the phrase emotional intelligence um, with Wilfried, that I think Bez possesses that, too, in a, in a mm. pretty substantive way. Um, and I think that the, 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 the relationship that the two of them have um, to communicate to each other, and I think Issa Tall is also a big reason, yes. Neil as well, McGinnis, um, yeah, director of scouting. Great
1: emotional intelligence. And, and you know, and, uh, I'm a Chaka
3: um, <laughs> big Neil um, uh you know, they're real and they're spectacular. The air's crisp. Uh, okay. the the four of that that four, and I think Corey Ray's part of it too, that that like that that that, that kind of that that consortium is obviously you know, Corey Ray was the MLS next pros yes. mm-hmm. doing yeah. doing some glowing brain shit. Um, that I don't think the rest of the league outside of Atlanta and Garth uh, Loggery who I think yeah, has, has shown showcase that he knows what the hell he's doing compared to some of the other guys in MLS yeah um, it helps when you're bez and you kind of helped write the rules at one yeah, point yeah that that definitely helps in the law school background I think yep. is also oh, a thing yeah. um, there but the um, uh, I think the biggest thing for me with Bez is that they not only is there, like, a plan if things go wrong, there seems to be a lot of contingencies and redundancies mm-hmm. as to, like, what happens if, say, the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia comes along and and throws $7 million worth of contractual salary to our best player and we don't, oh, shit, like, Diego Rossi's in Turkey, let's go mm-hmm. do that, right? Like. Theirs and I'm swearing a lot, but whatever. Well, it's, um, we, want,
1: I, did read, I did read that they again at least some some reports that they've uh, have to pay a bonus over to Fenerbahce because they won. And again, this is you know coming I think from, do that. from that would from, be from a jersey. fantastic yeah, exactly. that
3: would be like maybe one of the great checks to cut. Yeah, of all yeah, yeah, exactly. There you um, go.
2: How but much the, did you want again? Okay, here. We go. Yeah,
3: the. The, the the fact that there seem there there's a lot of chess being played while the rest mm-hmm. of the league is trying to figure out which you know which red or black you know piece to, to go to go and play. Uh, which, certain, which,
1: which black or white. It's MLS. Let's be sure. Check, you know, we're talking
3: checkers, <laughs> light here. blue or dark blue um, on your what's it called, jerseys. The yeah, there's something going on there that I think the juju is really good and why why I feel very confident in saying that I think we're only kind of scratching the surface. Well, you, so,
2: you have well, a you ahead. have a good problem to look at too, you were talking about multi earlier, is what are you gonna do with Will Sands? I mean I think it gives him great time to recover and take his time in recovery and Will come back is, strong. Uh,
3: Will,
0: having watched him in practice recently, I mean, he's not cleared to play, obviously, right. but the kid's back. And he's, mm-hmm. he, I mean, so, know, he's out there, he's working with the ball, he's messing around with his teammates before practice. Now he does stuff off to the side because you, know, you you want to be careful with that. But um, it is a great problem I mean, problem he was to a
1: have. Teletubby, wasn't he? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a
0: great problem feature? to have because Will's not making very much right now. Right. And, mm. you know, again... Hopefully someday he plays really well
3: and earns big contracts. But you've got you know you got a guy there, a young guy, who, and the big one is the not to cut you off, no. but the big thing is the the, the international roster spot. That's right. the big one, right? That that yeah. multi Amundsen obviously occupies that Will Sands does not, right?
0: But now, I mean, you're not even I don't know if you're necessarily comparing those two. That's your left no. center back right. as yeah, in terms of your left wing back. So you're really thinking, okay, Yao versus
1: will and did, did you, i know i know the Ghanaian players of the history of getting a green card did it there was, was there any talk uh, about y'all potentially getting one okay i don't know
0: um it, it's it's definitely you know
1: something i'm something
0: they
3: would not be upset
0: about yeah. if guys start you know, yeah more guys started to do that
3: but i so you know, we are taping this monday uh december 11th um there's some roster spot stuff that i'm aware of that that I'm we don't that I'm I will It'll not all be out about. here at some point um,
1: Mbappe to Columbus yeah, you
3: know so yeah go ahead and you know Cristiano Ronaldo coming on over um, and playing <laughs> and getting extradited uh, the second he touches the, uh, down JFK. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that um, well but the uh, the there some decisions I think I, I I feel relatively confident that have been made but there um, the 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 fact that the, the the crew seemed to be in a position to very much like reload, um, and uh, is it, kind of crazy to me. And one and one thing that we've seen from MLS Cup winners in the past the, that um, that you know LAFC last year like knew very much that like Gareth Bale was not coming back, right? That Ch- Ch- Chicharango was like going to be too expensive, or they needed to unload him. Latif Blessings was going to get gone right like there was like, going to be a group that was like this is the last time we're going to see them t- t- together the um, year before that was also very similar right like teams have a tendency to kind of like leverage everything win the MLS Cup and then the next year it's kind of like well mm-hmm. oh, we'll figure it out but oh, we haven't it, seen that recently here well the, the mm-hmm. yeah the, which kind of made what LAFC getting back to two straight yeah, is kind of like a mm-hmm. relatively outrageous accomplishment. especially given as you talked about earlier yeah. the number of games they played um, but the uh, the crew don't seem to be in that kind of under that umbrella right mm-hmm. now, which is wild. Um, I
1: think Kucho's the, the X factor, obviously. Cucho
3: is, but like hashtag watch this space. And the, um, that might change yep. uh, in between mm-hmm. now and, say, February 23rd. Well, and, um, I mean, you've got Aiden Morris. And mm-hmm. I was
0: listening. I was driving home from the interviews. Friday, and they were talking, I forget who it was, one of the serious XM FC guys was talking about... That would have been, like, Dunny and Miole. No, it uh, wasn't them. It was... uh, Doesn't matter. the point point was made that, like, if Aiden goes out and plays really well again, like, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's next summer, and we've all been talking about this for Mm -hmm. a while, like, that's why they re-signed him, because they wanted to make sure they got a transfer fee if and when it happens, and... Lo and behold, he had a pretty, pretty damn good game, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, that's somebody you have to think about down the road. And, and Darlington Nagby, he's not going to play forever. Um, but if we're just talking next year, I think you're. I mean, they they certainly have not only the, the core people in place, but now you're as it was in 2020, and it was a different situation then coming off of that championship. But you have a good situation that guys are going to want to be a part of. Yeah. And now you also have the stadium and the training facility
3: that you talk to guys, and it's like, well, this doesn't happen everywhere yeah. at MLS I, I think that the wildest thing for me, and I don't know if we've ever really been able to say this in the history of the league, that the starting 11 for the Columbus crew in MLS Cup against LAFC is probably going to be the starting 11 that we see the first game of the year in 2024. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. bleeping, very close, at Mind-blowing. Yeah. And I, 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 the... The fact that that seems not only likely, but almost like well, I would even go so mm-hmm. far as to say a professional opinion, given some of the back channeling that I've done, yeah. like almost a certainty is like, well, no I, one has done that o- outside of the the first time Seattle won it. No one has really th- done two
2: thousand eight, two thousand nine. I think Crew had pretty much well, everybody except world, for except in, for Brad Evans because Brad he got, Evans was picked gone. up by Seattle. Yeah,
3: they, I mean, there was the expansion draft that year. Um, Part of the reason why I'm bald, by the way, is Brad not getting protected in that expansion draft. But that's mm-hmm. a different podcast. Well, character.
1: that's yeah.
3: <laughs> but I think Kru-
1: lost the most people do the expansion draft. They did at least at, least at least. one point.
3: I don't know if that's still the case.
0: But
2: I think it's every year except for one.
1: At one yeah.
0: Uh, the I would say. I guess we're going to go down this road. Like if you're if you're just laying out the lineup week, you know, week one. Like that left left wing back is the one for me. Like we'll see what they do decision wise, but like that's where I could see, you know, okay, if Will comes back has a great preseason Will would be if about, you decide to uh, upgrade above both of both of them yeah. and move Yao, you know, Yao can do other things. I mean he did a great job right. of, of becoming a left wing back, but that we know that's not what he was. I would
3: say so Will would be a boy like nine and a half months out from ACL.
0: Yeah. And right?
3: like he he has looked very good in the stuff they did they do at Drake. Now uh,
0: again, he's working by himself, but
3: hmm. uh and I think you feel really confident if you need to to be able to put like Shiberko in at left center back and move yeah. Multi out, right? Yeah. Um, the the Shaberko one is actually that's a very interesting kind of contract too, from what I've heard. Yeah. Uh, that there might be and Cam- Camacho is the other other yeah. starter. Mm-hmm. Can- so, um, you know, I, I I I think it's you know, peeking ahead to twenty twenty four, it feels. Very viable. Yeah, we can do a more. Very, yeah. We can have the, a bigger conversation um, about.
2: Yeah, it. this is not the last episode of yeah. the year. No, but, no, just it, but
3: what I'm saying is that, like the the thing that I think it that that it feels this feels very important. I think to reinforce is that, like, I don't know. I don't know. It may, maybe this is like a you know hashtag like you know old takes exposed kind of thing. But like, I kind of feel like we're entering a golden age of Columbus Crew soccer right now.
1: I think they're it in Sam, it. I, and, Sam, I need you to do the LeBron James. Not one, not two. Yeah. We're, I think, I yeah, think, but that like, ended up only being two. We're, like,
3: it, like there's potential to stack some some stuff here. Well, and, and 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 with Concacaf Champions League, which we know is a different animal. Champions you, Cup. Well, y'all will never call it that. So the, the CCC. CCC, CCC, C um, but the fact that they move on to the next round, right, mm-hmm. they get the buy essentially. Yeah. By the Which way, it's huge, because you don't have to go to Nicaragua.
0: I yet. didn't realize that <laughs> until Nicaragua. I saw it and today quick, on the graphic. Uh, as pointed out by our friend Ethan McKinley yep. today uh, in a text group, so much for the Shield's the only thing that matters is Cincinnati, right? Like, <laughs> yep.
1: I think they're going to find out real quick that that... that
0: you know, getting through and winning MLS <laughs> Cup that that's going to matter a little,
1: I, I, and, I, and I, and it, or League's Cup, I, which yeah. again, I I also for, for I hope what that it's changes worth,
3: for the record.
0: Yeah, the I I, five,
1: I, 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 four, I am hundred percent confident that that is only because Inter Miami won it.
3: Yeah, the um that that I hope that changes and I hope it does. The other thing to keep in mind, and this will be the something that I dive into a little bit. Um. When we do kind of maybe the 2023 wrap up mm. pod, keep an eye on the roster rules for 2024 and what the what the floor of the salary cap is going to be.
1: More important, I think, than another DP, um, right? Correct. Well, and I right, feel and, like. and Gar- Garber shut that down. Yes. yes, and I'd
3: been told told that as well that they, this was well, that's something a, that it,
1: that's the thing you collectively bargain. No,
3: well, agreed. Yes, right? but the, the the big thing for the floor of the salary cap is what. What that means for league minimum, veteran men, mm-hmm, right. right? But also U twenty two initiative is a big. Mm-hmm. I think the U twenty two initiative is a bit of a the sleeping giant in MLS, and that's a different way, different pod um, that we do in like you know the first week of January. Um, but uh, watch watch this space a little bit with some of those roster rules because. If they change the way I believe they're changing, and if you pick up what I'm putting down here, I feel fairly plugged into that network. That only makes everything that we've previously referenced in terms of the golden age of Columbus Crew Soccer, that only makes it stronger as far as I'm concerned.
1: Because Benz just does it better. Again, like...
3: but it's need, but, it's a, but the, the, the the top down mentality in terms of academy building
1: upward, right? Exactly the the tearing of as it, as opposed to literally You're just trying to get the band back together. Whoa. You, whoa. you've got Luis Suarez, who you know, again, we'll, we'll go, but but like all these things, like about at, at whatever it is in Brazil, Germino, where he's at, it's like dude cannot walk and he's about to get not somehow a dp contract from Inter Miami but you're going about to be trot- trotting that dude out I, cannot, I can't wait for that contract guys- by the way I'm so excited
3: <laughs> I am so excited to see what that one looks like because
1: so, so all how, these guys can retire together how they they're can help- like they're doing the golden girls they're doing the golden girls just like he's- Four retirement dudes in Miami, like they need. to, Honestly, that should be a T-shirt for them. As an MLS, if only somebody had a good logo yeah. that as,
3: uh, had already been with could easily with, be in with, a, you mm, know three people at one spot wearing relatively the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. As an MLS roster rules nerd, I that's the most excited I have ever been for a contract. Yep, I'm. I cannot wait to see how they make that work. God, that's so exciting. Discovery rights, uh, the.
1: Speaking of discovery rights, um uh, uh Josh Williams uh ending his career and G C G Bag has discovery rights on him. He is a G C G Bag rec league player. Um uh as we've long as got we've got those ex, ex, exact as long as he wants to be we have discovery rights and if anyone else wants him they're going to have to trade for and him
3: And I'm on the DL a little bit but I feel pretty good a right now GCG very his very,
1: debut of, very hefty ransom Uh
3: I did I did and I feel much better than I did about a week yeah.
1: ago uh, My my other just did. one comment just speaking of of Rex Soccer um uh is again we had you know FC Cincy fans uh, uh obviously you know talking about supporter shield more important if you're going to say that supporter shield is more important than the cup, you know, oh, basing it on Europe, then you have to embrace pro rel, in which case since in FC gone. Cincinnati would be playing <laughs> so against good. Pat and against Josh Williams in the rec league for getting relegated three straight years. Have been Go the the fuck home. Have, oh,
3: that's so funny. That's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, this is this has been fun we're not
1: done we're champions
3: we're, yes can we can, and we're not done champions. for the year can we can we put a bow on it real quick you can uh, do whatever you want uh so um you know we just i just have like three minutes to okay go. i'm gonna i'm gonna land the plane um i want you to know that like if you're listening to this um like how much i appreciate the what what uh what you do um on an indiv- individual basis in terms of the contributions to this overall kind of crew community mm-hmm. right the um there there is something about this capital t this and i'm just gesturing it kind of everything that works and that is right and that feels very authentic in this veneer kind of plastic ever-growing kind of plasticity that's making up a word uh that it kind of exists around us that i think it, it feels very very like comfortable and um it's not necessarily something I expected to kind of be in when I when things kind of started in January of 2023. But, like, it really, really works. And, I, like, let me be the first to say the bandwagon is infinite. If you are on the fence, come on in. The water's perfect, and there is more than enough room for you. Maybe don't hang out in the nordeca because, well, you know, it might be tough and, you know.
2: At least don't yeah. start there. Yeah, we're,
3: Make we're,
1: it work your way up. Well, to
3: it. no, I'm not. I'm not of the opinion that it's Nordeka or nowhere, right? But like, I think
1: everywhere it, is Nordeka. That was the one yes. thing that we saw in that game and that that's we didn't a, want to come. You, you're
3: square in the circle for me. Is that I think the biggest thing that I maybe saw from everything that we witnessed on Saturday is that it is not those handful of sections. The entire stadium feels very unified to me in a way that mm-hmm. Crew Stadium, for better or worse never really felt outside of That's maybe fair. 5 games yep. ever and if you are on the fence if you're not sure if you're kind of considering di- dipping your toe into the if world want to see Messi next year maybe maybe the bar to entry feels or the barrier for entry feels too high or too specific or too niche no. let me be the first to tell you yep. as a diehard soccer fan from the age of 5 that is not the case come on in we are more than happy to help have you because you are valued, and I appreciate you. And we, capital W, we appreciate your presence and efforts. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, it feels really freaking good to win a championship. Yep. And they've gotten two in the last four years, and they've been to the final and three in the last nine.
2: And Columbus, is that any good? And Columbus, Ohio, is getting its first ever
1: championship parade. Yeah, we didn't even touch on that. Not and and, and just the one other thing is, is as good as it feels to win championships, and it feels incredible. It feels so great to boo Don Garber. <laughs> it feels so good to hear those boos, just the entire stadium drowning it out, and drowning it out on the Apple Podcast, on his official league, you know, league-sponsored state meet run media, drowning it out. Uh, drowning him out—it's absolutely wonderful. Um, uh, uh, so, if if it's not you know the glory of you know glorious victory, then it's stunning on the haters. You get to do—you can have it all. You can have your cake and eat it as a Columbus Crew fan. If you're a Blue Jackets fan, uh, just. Just, just come on over. Um, Alex Texier is right down is, the street. Yeah, yeah. And and it, there's the ROI, the uh, return on emotional investment. Oh my God, it's just gangbusters.
3: Come on in. We're very happy to have you. Yep. Well, I
0: don't, uh, I don't know how to end any better than that. So, Boo,
1: hopefully, Udon we're gonna Garver. have
0: Brian back next week. Uh, we're gonna do kind of a who called,
1: a, who who who, who the, the win? They
0: did. Who yep. Called the final score. Yep. Um and we're kind going to do a wrap up. We'll know more information about the roster officially at that point in time. So we can touch on that. We'll, we'll kind of reflect back on the season as a whole. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you all then. Hey guys, this feels really good, doesn't it? Life is good right now.
1: We're champions, buddies.